Welcome to the wonderful world of pragmatic psychology. I'm your host, Susanna Mittermeier, and we are going to explore how your difference is the gift that our world requires. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Pragmatic Psychology, the podcast. Susanna Mittermeier here. Today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Susie Godsey and she is uh, not only a fabulous being, she's also um, creating a lot around the world um, and I guess online right now mostly <laughs> with, um, you know, playing with consciousness, facilitating consciousness and also she knows so much about how to communicate with animals, how to communicate with the earth, how to create with the earth, how to create with animals, and so much beyond it. So I wanted to invite Susie today to have a conversation to inspire all of us to what else is possible with animals, with the earth, what can we learn from them, what can they show us. So welcome, Susie. To the show. Thank you, Susanna. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) It's a very chaotic introduction. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Cool. Yay. So, Susie, we've known each other for a long time now, and I am inspired by how, like, the ease you have of like receiving from animals and the earth and communicating with them and how like you allow them to contribute to what you be and what you create. So can you say a little bit about like, where does one start or what, what do you know about this that you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great question. And really, truly what I would say is how much are you already doing that and not acknowledging? Cause to me, you know, when, when, when you say to me like, oh, you know, can you tell me a little bit more how you have so much ease with animals? I go, uh, uh, I do what? Because, you know, it's, it's the things that come easy to us that we don't notice, that we don't acknowledge, that we think are not worth a whole lot because we don't value them, because we didn't work hard to have them and all that kind of stuff. And And I have to say too, like for me, the biggest step was to also have more of a cognitive awareness of what is going on around me rather than just perceiving it but not really knowing what to do with it because as a kid too I was I had a lot of frustration and anxiety around the world of animals all the time there was a time when I didn't even want to go across our yard because I thought I was going to kill too many insects and it it was just all this awareness of what was going on around us with nature and really not knowing what to do with it. And there was also a point when I thought, well, maybe I should kill myself. At least then there's one less human on the planet. <laughs> so I wonder, you know, how much you all grew up with similar thoughts or awarenesses and you just didn't know what to do with them and I think that's where the tools of access are so incredibly helpful because they are pragmatic (laughs) and they work and you know and it's 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 a great way to just find you in the process and whatever that is you know um and so where do you start just by asking questions really and and also by acknowledging that your thoughts feelings and emotions 
are not yours and that you are perceiving them all the time. And I think you've probably all heard this a million times before, and yet have you actually gotten it? Wow. <laughs> you know, because that to me is one of those tools where we always go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does this belong to? It's not mine. And I get that. Wow, we are so indoctrinated to believe that our thoughts, feelings, and emotions are ours because we are feeling them, we're thinking them, and we're emoting them. But to really get that we're perceiving them, that's a big step, I I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I To me, yeah. that's a very big step. <laughs> yeah. It's like when, when we talk about perceiving, like perceiving what's going on around us, whether it's earth or animals, we cannot not perceive and and this you know like the percept like being aware of what's going on it's so it's so different than we think it is it's not like like an animal going hello i would like to have some water now you know it's like a totally different language so um it's like you say acknowledging it and then what then the question you said what do i do with it that's so great you know because when it comes to people like we can hear people talk because they talk english or german or russian and they talk energy, but we at least hear like some of the words. But with animals, it's such a different language. And it's like where I'm like, I for a long time, I made it so complicated. I'm like, I do not hear what they're saying because they do not speak German and they do not speak English. So I, like, as you said, for a long time, I wasn't even acknowledging that I do already hear them because it's a different language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you said that brilliantly because... You know, you said, well, at least with people, we do hear words. <laughs> and that is, that's the funny thing. Yes, we hear words. And how often do they make sense? You know, how often, how often is it that you have a quote unquote conversation with somebody and then later you go, what, what was actually being said? Um, and I just recently had a conversation that I recorded because there was a lot of information that I required. And so when I walked away from the conversation, I was really frustrated because I felt a certain way. And then I re-listened to the conversation and I was like, holy shit, this conversation went in a completely different direction than I was, was being in when I was having the conversation. And so these conversations that we're having with people, how often are they clear? How often are they true? How often are they what's going on? And I think that's where we get so hung up. We think the words mean something. <laughs> you know, yep. they don't really mean anything either unless wow. unless they really match the energy with which they were delivered and then and then you know cuz it it has that sense of like yep, I got that. You know, it's just right there in your universe. And that's the same when a plant wants water and you go and water the plant, you know it's like, yep, it's that energy of, yep, that matched the energy, that plant, not because it's Wednesday and I water on Wednesday, you know, <laughs> or what you said earlier too, you, you, your animal wants water, you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, the water bowl is empty. Wow. But not because you walked by there and you saw it, but you actually looked. And why did you look? You know, not because you look at the water ball every time you walk by it there, because I can guarantee you, you do not. But all of a sudden, 
when it's coming close to being empty, your dog lets you know too. <laughs> you pick it up. And so those conversations are subtle, but they're there all the time. And, and we miss them and we think that it's serendipitous or it's happenstance, but it's actually the energy. And I think that's the part that we have to be willing to switch and change our perception on, or not our perception, but our thought process, really. <laughs> we have to stop thinking about it. We have to be willing to go, okay, wait a minute. I was actually aware. I was aware of it. Uh, not, this was not some other thing. I was aware. <laughs> that I love that conversation. That is so, so brilliant in so many ways. It's like when you said, oh, I was picking it up. And like people go, oh, I thought about giving the dog some water. But as you said, the dog was actually putting it into your, in your head and you picked it up. And like, how many times have you guys out there acknowledged that, you know, the plants, like they tell you and you pick up their communication. And if we, like, if we acknowledge this so much more on a daily basis, like how much are, is the earth communicating with us and our bodies, the, the plants, the animals telling us things, and we think it's our thoughts rather than acknowledging it as their communication. That's, I mean, just acknowledging that, and that's actually true for us. That for me puts a whole new perspective on everything on really, really everything and not the significance on words. As you say, I, I know those conversations where you go, hey, what just happened? Or what this, this, what, what, huh? It's like this, or you have meetings with colleagues and you go, what did we actually talk about? Or why is this person moving their lips? And I don't understand what's coming out or this doesn't make sense. Like this, this significance and the insanity of words oftentimes or how people use words to confuse, you know, just on purpose somehow. But you can always count on the energy because this will always show you what's true and what's a lie. And for me, like this conversation about animals and earth really shows us, wow, we can start trusting this so much more. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed something too lately. I've been I've been very much uh, ever since I watched this movie Kiss the Ground. I've been really studying a lot about regenerative agriculture and really like reading books, watching videos. I signed up for a course. Like the I mean I'm doing I'm doing a lot right now, but it's interesting because when I'm driving around now and looking at the different landscape, the things that I in the past would have seen as pretty, I'm now re, I'm re-evaluating, which is interesting too, because I do get sometimes we are so indoctrinated again by, by a certain way how we look at our landscape. So for example, you know, an, um, a garden or a field that has a lot of variety of flowers in it, we would look at, oh, this is not a very well kept lawn because it doesn't have just grass. It has all these other species on there. So that's bad, you know, and these people are obviously not using herbicides or they're not keeping it in check or whatever that is. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting too. So how much of what we would perceive as pretty or wonderful is really working with nature and that to me is really interesting right now you know um especially driving around the countryside here too in texas where there's a lot of hay fields and there's a lot of cows that are grazing and everything and i'm looking at the at the soil and at the plants and everything in a very different way right now and i'm realizing 
wow, our planet really requires all of us to to shift our way of being with that and and recognizing too that we actually do know, but we have not really been taught to listen to that. Because I know this sense of driving in this type of landscape and where I never feel really alive. Mm. But when I am in a river swimming, I feel very alive. When I'm in, walking in a, in a forest, I feel very alive. So also recognizing, oh, maybe this is the earth telling you, hey, we're not really alive anymore. Yes, there's grass growing, but is there actually all the microbes and all the all the flora and fauna that is required for this to be healthy soil? And then the answer is, oh, no, it's not. But yet you might see it as pretty, but are you actually getting the sense of alive and happy when you're driving by there? Or is it just like, oh, that looks, it looks pretty. <laughs> I love that. So that to me is new. I, I haven't been really willing to perceive that before. So that's been wow. interesting. Pragmatic psychology, do what works. Many of us were not taught how to create our lives at all, let alone creating it with joy and ease. If you're willing to be pragmatic, if you're willing to do what works for you, you can go beyond the trauma and drama and into a world of possibilities greater than you've ever imagined. Check out the Pragmatic Psychology books, Pragmatic Psychology and Advanced Pragmatic Psychology, wherever books are available. That's so cool, because when you say that, I'm like, okay, so we have learned to find order pretty and chaos not pretty. So so order would be you only have a forest with, I don't, like, fichte, um, pi, pi, I don't know, is it pine or no? Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, let's yeah. say like one, one sort of, of wood, you know, of tree. Uh, let's say pine, only pine. Okay, wonderful. It's also ordered because it only has pine. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Um, and then you might see a forest that's totally crazy. Like you have pine and you have oak and you have this and you have that tree and, you, and then something bushes in between and you have this and you go, oh, my God, this is so messy. This this is so, so messy. I can't deal with this. Oh my God, it's not pretty. Uh, so we've learned that when it's quite chaotic, it's not pretty, but that's actually when it's alive, you know, like when you, when she, when you talked about this nature and the river and the, you know, the, ah, oh, the forest, that's when it's alive because it's chaotic and order is where everything is like ordered to death. So it's, it's kind of like meeting the standards of perfection, but it's actually dead. And I love like how, how the movies like Kiss the Ground and other things that are out right now are shifting our perspective. And yes, we choose to shift our perspective too, to, okay, what actually does the earth require? Oh, it's actually diversity. It's, you know, chaos. And um, this is something I'm looking at right now a lot. Um, so right now I'm in the countryside and I, I look out and and today I took a little nap and watched the earth and, and got this energy of, okay, so the earth is creating from chaos and where am I diminishing the chaos? Because I've learned that order is prettier. Or it looks prettier, you know, if my business is ordered, if my family lifestyle is ordered, then it looks prettier, but it doesn't make me happy. You know, like this order being this key to unhappiness and then the chaos being the key to happiness because it's alive. And this is what I see so much with the earth and the animals. It's like, what else? What else can we choose there? <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> and what else can we acknowledge, you know, and, and really starting to become more diligently aware of what it is you are perceiving on a daily basis and not just assuming, Oh, I'm in a city now. So therefore I must be unhappy. Is that actually true too? You know, because so often we have that point of view too. Oh, now I have to go shopping. So I must be unhappy now because I'm meeting a lot of people or I'm in, in a lot of concrete. So this is not going to work. Or what if none of this was true? And what if you could really look at where, where is your body? perceiving the earth and what's going on for the earth, what's going on for people around you, what's going on with nature. And when you're perceiving it to also just notice and not become it. What if you didn't have to become it? Even if you drove by in a landscape where the earth was not happy, you don't have to become unhappy. You can just notice that there is unhappiness around you, but that doesn't mean you have to become it. And I think that's where we so easily fall into the trap rather than really staying happy. Cause I know, you know, Susanna, you, you know, you get in a lot of trouble cause you're in a happy, you're a happy person and happy people, <laughs> you know, they're not allowed to be on this planet cause you know, you don't take things seriously. You're always just happy. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? And, but that's actually the part Gary always talks about how laughter heals the earth, how our energy really changes the world around us. And, what if we could be happy in the face of all of this and not from the ignorance of it, not from, <laughs> I'm just going to laugh now because that's what's required. No. What if you were just happy? <laughs> wow. So true. And then also the risk, like the acknowledging acknowledgement that you talked about. And also when you talked about it's this whole, everything, it's this receiving element also. I mean, when I, when I just watched some Facebook lives with you and, and your dog, Charlie, where you ask him questions and then you download or you get an awareness of what he's, what he's saying, you know, basically translating him into English or German. That is for me, such a wonderful gift of, of receiving everything, you know, in this, this case, like receiving information from your dog, Charlie, that just invites you and everybody to a totally different perspective of like, you know, so much the energy of chill, you know, like, like, what's the fuss about? <laughs> just, just, you know, just be and receive. And um, like that, I just like, I just want to say that that's just an element that fascinates me so much. Um, that, you know, unique capacity and yeah. But again, like what, you know, what is so fascinating? I mean, in a way, it's weird because I know everybody perceives energy. I know you mm. perceive energy. So it's not true that you're not knowing how to do this or that this is a talent that certain people have and other don't. It's really more, what can you do to nurture that oh, yes. ability of yours rather than denying that you have it what if you actually started nurturing it because <sighs> it's also different for every person and and you have to just start really allowing yourself to to be that energy to have that energy and not keep thinking it's not you or, or you yes that's you know, great <laughs> that's great thinking it's not you because like you picking up the energy and then um playing with it the way you play with it and then all of us like really acknowledging like i'm going to play with this more also with this conversation like you know like how are all of us perceiving energy and how would we like to play with it 
you know, and that that's a great, thank you for that. Wonderful. Yeah. Because mm. yeah, I mean, t to me too, like, so let's say I sit there with Charlie and I have a certain conversation with him. Well, another person sitting next to Charlie at the same exact time will have a different conversation. Mm. Yep. And why is that? Not because one is right and one is wrong, but just because also other people have different energies, different interests different awareness. Mm. It's just like with a person, you're not going to have the same conversation twice ever. And even with the same person, you're not going to have the same conversation twice. So why should this be different with our animal? You know, and, and so this is also where it gets to be where you cannot prove anything and it's not about proving. It's really being present with it and allowing yourself to receive and whatever that, whatever that is that you're receiving and perceiving, just allow that to be and, and don't try to question it. Don't try to poo poo it. Don't try to make it less than just be with it and allow it and, And trust, you know, trust you, trust the energy and trust mm -hmm. that you actually received information and be present with it. And that's really it. Like, and we all are capable of it mm -hmm. and we all know this. It's just, you know, for some people, it comes easier with certain things. Mm -hmm. Like for some people, it's easier with animals. For some people, it might be easier with plants, but everybody has it. That is There's, so funny. You know, That's like, you know, when I, when you talk about, I get this, like, it's like a being a, being a radio receiver. And then some people have easier to tune into plants. Other people have an easier, like, con, like this, you know, when you've turned the wheels of the radio, turn into people, other people into earth animals. And then it's so, because we be who we be. And it's like, what is the earth telling you uniquely? What is the animal telling you uniquely? that you can receive, be, play with, you know, create as, actualize as. That's so cool. I love that conversation because, you know, in this reality, when you talk to people who have learned to be, you know, whatever animal talkers, uh, communicators, there's this point of view of, okay, so what is this animal telling you? And it's like supposed to be one thing and you got to get it right. You know, it's like, did you not get what I get? Aha. Okay. So what this means that you're not as advanced of a communicator with animals as I am, you know, which is such a lie, you know, it's such a lie. Cause as you say, the animal tells you what it tells you because you are you. And because you have that access to those energies and to someone else, it tells something else because they are them. And wow, that's such a different perspective. That's something where I made myself so wrong also when I went to all these animal communication classes before I stumbled across Axis because I never I never got those things that other people were getting. And I always thought, well, I don't know how to do this and I'm completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just I, I should just not do this. But I was interested in it. And so I kept going and thinking, oh, I just have to learn this better. And then eventually I know what to do. But it never got there to this day. I, I don't I don't have the same way that is being taught in animal communication classes. And so that's also something. What if your way of perceiving energy is unique to you and you don't have a step A and a step B and a step, you know, all these steps that you're being taught you should have or you should be receiving the energy in this particular way. And if you don't, then that's not correct and all of that. What if... What if you did have your own unique way of perceiving it and that was just you and you can't teach it to anyone nor is it relevant. It's just you. Ah, oh, 
Mm, love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm bathing in that space. Huh? Love it. Thank you so much, Susie. So, hey, where can people find you if they want to know more? <laughs> well, I do have my own website. It's my name, susiegotzi.com. And also on the Access website, if you if you search for me as a facilitator, um, there's a little bit of information there too. Uh, and most of the things that are going on at the moment are online, like you said in the beginning, of course. <laughs> but I have to say that the animal communication classes that we've been doing have actually been really quite quite amazing online and i am going to continue them even after corona because they've been so much fun and people are really enjoying them so and they're called talk to the animals right yeah talk to the and animals. i sometimes do them even in german so um you know this happens too <laughs> i love it and susie is also working out with courses a conscious horse conscious rider is something she's also doing um and uh energetic work called essie that she developed so susie is uh, creating a lot. So check her out on her webpage, susiegotzi.com. <laughs> Thank you, Susanna. <laughs> Thanks for being here and having this wonderful communica uh, conversation uh, with us. Thank you. Thank you for inspiring this conversation. It's just such a pleasure cool. to, to chat with you. <laughs> Likewise. Cool. Thank you, Susie, and uh, all of you. You know, as I always say, have fun, be crazy, drive the world crazy because it needs it. And uh, if you have any feedback on these shows, just, you know, write them under the show because I don't know where it is. You find the link, you know, they're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and just write your comment on it. Uh, and if you have any suggestion for other topics, let us know. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> How was the show for you? Are you inspired? Feel free to share this episode with anyone you think would appreciate it too. Thank you for the contribution you are to spreading possibilities around the world. For more information, visit my webpage, www.susannamittermeyer.com.